Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our new moon meeting. Earlier this afternoon at 1.31, I believe, p.m., the new moon occurred, the second new moon in Cancer. And so we're working now in the building energy, but truly within the full tide of this um, lunation. And tonight, following some introductory words and our group meditation, we'll follow that with a um, period where we'll open it for discussion from anyone who would either like to share a comment audibly, and we can unmute your microphone, or who would like to place a comment or a thought in the chat box. And together, hopefully, the intention of this meeting and all our new moon meetings is to together build a thought form, a lighted thought form on the mental plane, which can contribute to an easing of the situations related to the various problems of humanity. And tonight we shining a spotlight on the problem of race relations in our world. And there is a perception among some people today that as we pass through this challenging transition period into a new age, that if we could only go back and return to things as they were, then we would able be able to make our country and every country great again. And surely it's true that the disruptions that occur in everyday life on account of this challenging period through which we're passing do make life more difficult. But really, there is no going back. This glorification of the past is the perspective that is only afforded to people of privilege. For the reality is that for the large percentage of the global population, there was really never a time that could be characterized as the good old days under the Piscean age, the truth is that there, that while there were many lighted moments, for example, the golden age in Greece, the Italian Renaissance, the enlightenment, these were powerful moments when the human mind became illumined. But even so, for the large percentage of the earth's population, they were left out of the equation and the advantages were largely the province of the wealthy who were predominantly white men. So what's happening now upon the planet, this growing movement towards the global implementation of the Aquarian values of liberty, equality, and brotherhood is revolutionary. It's never occurred before on our planet. And revolution in the broadest sense of the term is frightening to those who cling to some past glory, perceived past glory. Those of us who work with the subjective factors underlying outer events know that security, true security, rests firmly in the soul. And in that energy, soul energy, we can trust. But we also know that sometimes the brakes placed upon forward progress towards a culture of the soul can be just what is needed in order to bring about or evoke a more creative and thoughtful solution 
to world problems. Sometimes the challenges make us more creative. They bring out hidden potentials, hidden solutions that can come from the most unlikely sources. So let's hope as our soul ray, the fourth ray, the soul ray of humanity comes into prominence at this time that will evoke these creative solutions. But as we know, the fourth ray is also the a rather warlike energy. So it's not to say that it will definitely be smooth sailing ahead. The light workers, those who work with soul energy, have the responsibility of blending the past and future through creative expression in the present. And it's said by some that even as we work with soul energy to bring about better conditions in the future, that we can actually heal the past. Some say we can actually change the past as we build towards the future. So we have to work with understanding of those who hold to different points of view, not condemnation. We understand the fear of those who hold to different values, who are caught up in the forces of materialism. And we have to have compassion, but we can never waver from our alignment with the forces of light. So during this second new moon in Cancer, let's just take a moment now to come together in a brief visualization, followed by a sounding of the mantra of unification. Such a powerful mantra that we're asked to use it every day. It is practical and perhaps more easily understood than many of the other mantras that we have. It speaks clearly of the truth that we are in need of application today in our daily lives, in the lives of our country and within the world. So let's come together, standing upon the mental plane. Breathing in the energy of the soul. Visualizing a sphere of light. And close within that sphere, we see the planetary triangle of Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity. And visualize the energies moving in all directions, filling the triangle with light. And superimposed upon that triangle, let's visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher. It's this energy of the Christ life, the energy of love wisdom, which can unite us all as a band of brothers.
Visualize the energies of love pouring out through all people who can respond to the spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Visualize the whole planet as this lighted sphere of magnetic energy pulsating and radiating the energies of light, love, and power. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. So in the short time we have together, just share a few points on this issue of race relations. The cause of racism, the Tibetan affirms, is primarily related to the one true sin, the sin of separateness. This condition leads in turn to the individual or group so afflicted to think of themselves and their group as superior to others, thereby greatly limiting their ability to grow and expand because they're cutting themselves off from the unifying flow of soul energy, which is part of the divine birthright of every individual. Terrible effects of racism also cut off the flow of freedom to the individuals affected by it through unjust policies that limit their ability to be adequately housed, educated, and cared for by society and the judicial system. Throughout time, racism has also led to death itself. In one regard, what is working out now on our planet is in effect a response to the growing influx of Aquarian energies and also the energies from Shambhala. In a few scant decades, we've been having to sustain three powerful implex 
from the center of spiritual will. The energy from Shambhala works out and will continue to work out over centuries to come. And its primary function is to break down divisions and barriers of separation, which work out in our world along the lines of race, sex, class, economics, and religion. There is, therefore, a great equalizing energy pouring into the planet. We could call it a movement for and by the common people of the world, a manifestation of what Vaclav Havel called the power of the powerless. This is a movement inspired by the world teacher. He was said to be the first of our earth humanity to have attained liberation, and it is many of the people who come forward along this earth chain, as it's called, who are the ones who are enslaved upon our planet. The world teacher comes to unleash the fire of love, we're told, which will surely see the re realization of this movement for the ending of division and separation rooted in separateness. Hence the widespread support among people of all colors for the recent protests that spread around the world in response to police brutality and the endemic racism in the United States. As we all know, recently this racial issue in the United States has come forcibly to public attention as a result of the brutal and very public killing of George Floyd by Minneapolis police. This killing sparked and gave strength to a global uprising in support of Black Lives. The fierceness of the response was generated by the fact that this attack was captured on video and immediately went viral. But attacks on people of color have long plagued this country, but it's through the use of the social media that has brought them to much wider public attention. From the beginning, of the history of America. We've had this issue plaguing us. It started with the devastation of the native peoples of this land and continued through the horrors of slavery, the growth of Jim Crow laws, and continuing now in the high levels of poverty experienced by people of color and a criminal justice system, which is the largest in the world and also by the recent caging of immigrant families, including children on the border. Many people who have no understanding of our nation's history might wonder why it has taken so much time to really change this unjust system. But as we know, when situations become entrenched, it's quite difficult to shift. So surely the calls from today's abolitionists to defend, defund the police and to place those monies into social service programs need to become part of the national dialogue as the country struggles to move forward. Many of the souls coming into incarnation now under the Aquarian and seventh ray impress innately find all forms of racism inimical to the very nature and way of life.
the problems confronting this nation today are just as important as those during Lincoln's time when he emerged out of the soul of this nation and took on this issue. Today, this task on a higher turn of the spiral under another impress from the national soul is struggling to work itself out. These voices cannot be suppressed and have found resonance in many writers and thinkers and people of the day from all political and ideological persuasions. Our task is a find, to find a way to move into a new unity that's so needed at this time. So let's now go into our meditation. strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. Come together in group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world servers. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center, to the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy, and towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known.
vampire interlude. Hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression, and meditating the plan into existence. Meditation, reflecting on the seed thought through the impression and expression 
of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers. Precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet, from Shambhala through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world. And finally, through the hearts and minds of the whole human family.
Lori intruded. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through the members of the group of world servers, so building the thought form of solution to world problems. distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light and love and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve.
from the center, which we call the human race. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. So now we have some time to open it up to any comments or questions that you might have to share with the group related to this theme of race relations. So you can share either by clicking on your name in the participants box and we'll unmute your microphone or you can um, share a comment in the chat box. Um, so Matthew writes, it seems that the problem of race conflicts is fundamentally the same problem as divis divisiveness and separateness between cultures, religions, and even nationalities. And this problem seems to be rooted in preconceived prejudice and in a false sense of superiority, or at least one of the conflicting groups. Also, very often we see in history that one group race, religion, culture, or nationality successfully dominates another one, which then, of course, creates resentment. And then to even further exacerbate the problem, very often there are memories of violence and hurt between these groups, and this violence becomes difficult to forgive and resolve. Yeah, well, we do have to all practice forgiveness and greater understanding. Um, 
Stephanie writes, thank you for approaching race relations head on. I appreciate it. My questions abound. Thank you. Anthony writes, how can we best show compassion for those holding on to the materialism, materialistic structure currently in place? Well, of course, this is a, a good question and a, and a really important one for all of us to practice. I guess what comes to mind is a st statement by the Christ when he was on the cross. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Perhaps... Um, just following in that example and knowing that people only, we only act at our own limitations. All of us have limitations from the perspective of those with higher levels of consciousness. And so we have to always forgive ourselves, but likewise, we have to forgive those who just work with a different sense of understanding. Clint writes, it seems like we're at a unique time in history where races are coming together. I wonder if there was ever a time in history when discrimination didn't exist. Well, we can't really know the full history of our planet because it's hidden to us behind many veils for good reasons. For example, when we look at the situation that Tibetan tells us today of um, sexism in our planet, he said that the earlier uh, solar system, I believe, or it might have been more recent than that, maybe in Atlantis, I'm not sure, there was a matriarchy and there were quite a few um, problems with that system, discrimination against the opposite sex. So our planet has a long history of uh, divisions along many lines. But I think it's interesting, I was thinking, I didn't include it in the talk, but I was thinking about the impact of the seventh ray. We always tend to think of new, the new incoming energies is always on the cutting edge of that which is to come. And of course they are. But as we know, all rays have uh, a downside. And the seventh ray, in effect, is the Tibetan gives its faults um, in esoteric psychology one. And he lists a number of them, quite a number of them are akin to bigotry, pride in one's own country. So it stimulates nationalism and superiority over other groups and races. And so the seventh ray energy when working out initially, perhaps, in our planet can contribute and exacerbate this problem on those, among those people who are so inclined to work out in that way. Um, I 
I have, uh, while we're waiting for any other comments or hands, I'm not sure if you can raise your hand on uh, this system. Hey, Kathy, there's there's a hand raised right now, actually. Is it under panelists? Cause yeah, was, under attendees. Oh, because I, okay. I thought I was at the top, but I don't, doesn't look like, I can't, oh, there, Frida. Okay, sorry. Thank you. Hi, Frida. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, thanks for a really, really good presentation, uh, Kathy. That was very interesting. Um, I just thought I'd comment on, on this issue of racism from a national or planetary shadow um, issue. Um, one of the things about shadow issues is that um, can't, you can't really deal with them as long as they're hidden. And so your comment yeah. about social media and the prevalence of social media takes a problem that uh, it was there all along, yeah. but it took something that was somewhat covert and made it overt so everyone could see it. Yes, and and so it, it's that seeing of it and and not being able to escape it, being right in your face, yeah. that makes it so um, egregious, not you know, for everyone who sees it, and and it it's like this problem was always there, you know, yeah. um, police killing black people or or you know people of color <laughs> happens all the time it happens in canada it happens everywhere uh, mm -hmm. but it, when it's so in your face it's just i think both the times and uh the right the right moment when uh, the whole world was forced to look at this issue so um in a way it's very healthy because you have to confront things and you're confronting things that aren't very pretty to look at but it still it has to be looked at that's so right. Thank you. Thank you, Frida. Um, Marie Christina writes The planet Earth is the nursery for the seeds of separateness. There's a spiritual reason for it. Unfortunately, some conditions are used by involutive forces. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by the nursery for the seeds of separateness, separativeness. I know we are a, a planet of suffering and challenges, and so perhaps we need to have these things, as Frida just said, brought, brought out to the surface. Because the seeds, as you're saying, are there. And so we need to work at building a better soil, better consciousness, so that um, we can sprout new plants <laughs> in the coming days. Uh, Nancy writes, useful book for increasing practical ways to increase and practice compassion is So You Want to Talk About Race by... Is that, I'm not sure if that's Gioma, you, uh, I'm not sure I can see that correctly, but, um, but thank you. That's the book is, so what you, so you want to talk about race. Yeah, there are so many books that are coming out now that are very powerful, just like in the 60s and early 70s when there was so much powerful writing going out about race. 
Um, Catherine writes, most encouraging is the international response to the police brutality in the U.S. As Frida is saying right now, what has been hidden is now being revealed. Yes. Matthew writes, an important solution to any kind of divisive relation is, first of all, to recognize the problem, and secondly, to have a sustained discussion about it until resolved. Yeah. Um, Maria Christina is writing that the, the passage she posted was actually a quote from Ray's and Initiations. Well, it's a good one to ponder then. Our planet being the nursery for the seeds of separativeness. There's a spiritual reason for it. Unfortunately, some conditions are used by involutive forces. Well, that would take some, some pondering to really understand. I have a few brief quotes that I thought I'd have handy in case we had a break in our discussion. Um, David Brooks, who some of you might know is a, a US uh, conservative commentator who's been very touched by the racial situation in this country. Here's a brief quote. He said, I'm a moderate guy, but the evidence doesn't support moderation when it comes to racial equity. Better schooling is essential to creating a fair and equal America, but it's not nearly enough. It's so true. <clears throat> Racism extends to so many levels of our global society. And I do think on the positive side, this seventh ray influx of energy, which is grounding the spiritual will certainly help to um, bring fuller justice, as will the influence of Libra, which we're told is really strong in our planet at the moment. Uh, Catherine O'Brien recommends James Baldwin's comment on race in America. He's frank, but goes to the core of the issue. It can be found on YouTube. So that's the American writer, African-American writer, James Baldwin. And it's also, I think, um, fitting to honor in our work today, John Lewis, the US congressman who dedicated his life to improving the injustice along the lines of race in our country who just passed away on, I think it was Friday or Saturday morning. And you can see his speech that he gave at, um, during the march on the March on Washington before Dr. King spoke. He was, I think, 23 years old when he gave that speech. Quite a touching tribute to him to watch it on YouTube, also on YouTube. So Daniel, would you like to say a few things. Hi, Daniel. Uh, yes, I, I just wanted to uh, share how in reflecting on this theme, 
I think it would be, it's a great service for all of us to continue reflecting on uh, the theme of racism and uh, race relations and how at least to our uh, immediate generations, we've all more and more come to realize how certain things are just not, should not exist or it doesn't just sit, sit well or there is something, at least for people who are meditating. Um, but apparently, I mean, it, it's obvious that there is, there is no uh, quick fix. It would probably take some, um, it would probably take some, um, you know, step by step. Well, I'm looking for the word, um, progressive yeah. um, things to happen. But at the core of it, we, we all who can tap into you know, the world of ideas understand that there is something really amiss uh, on things like racism, poverty, and I think we are slowly recognizing that most of it is of our own making. And even though more and more we can realize that, you know, the differences are not really real or the, the division, but we have to find that place where we can overcome, you know, that false perception. Yes. Uh, in a way, but at the same time, is um, I think those are uh, the elements of goodwill and love are truly needed, not just to placate things, but to uh, find a way to yeah. overcome uh, misperceptions that's been that were laid down, you know, ages ago. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like we're still believing that the earth is flat in some ways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Catherine writes, yes, John Lewis and C.T. Vivian died on the same day, 89 years old, who she worked with Martin Luther King Jr. and John Lewis. Yeah, some powerful servers in this field have passed over in the last few months and I imagine perhaps their souls will be freer from the other side to work in helping to seed the thought form of solution to this problem. I know that John Lewis spoke out in his last months strongly in support of this movement for black lives and was very uplifted and saw it somewhat as a, a next step from the work that he and King undertook so many years ago. So it's, um, it's, it's an optimistic thought to hold that they can work to heal this from the inner side. So maybe, um, uh, Martin Luther King, I have a dream that my four little children 
will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. Really doesn't have to be a dream as we know. Here's another message to his son from Tanakasi, Tanakasi Coates in his book, Between the World and Me. He wrote, you're growing into consciousness and my wish for you is that you will feel no need to constrict yourself to make other people comfortable. And another powerful African-American writer, Mark Lamont Hill, in his book, Nobody, writes, in order to repair the damage that has been done, we must craft a new set of frameworks for our economy, for our schools, for our justice system, for public housing. We must resist the power and persuasion of market values. We must reinvest in communities. We must imagine the world that is not yet. Well, if nobody else has anything they'd like to share with the group, we could, oh, here's one more um, from Nancy. Consciousness of our individual roles is systemic racism. In systemic racism is the hard part of the work. Yeah. But if we think of ourselves as a national soul and as a part of the soul of humanity, hopefully we can envision these differences being healed through the power of the soul itself. So let's, on that note, just take a moment of silence to connect with our own soul, our group soul, our national soul, in the soul of humanity. Thank you. And uh, just to say our next meeting will be the Leo full moon. It's on, I believe it's August 2nd. It's a Sunday. And the meeting, I believe, will start at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, New York time. And I'm sorry, I don't have the date for the next new moon meeting. But we will be sending out emails to that effect. So thank you. Oh, I have a, a messenger, Mercury, just came in and told me that the next New Moon meeting will be on Wednesday, August 19th at 6 p.m. So we hope to have all of you there with us. So thank you very much.